is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Catholic Review Radio. I'm Father Stephen Roth, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. Today we will be talking to Father Matt Himes. Father Matt is a priest of the Archdiocese. Currently he serves as the Associate Pastor at Our Lady of the Fields. I'm also excited to say he's recently been appointed by Archbishop Laurie as the new Associate Vocation Director. Welcome, Father Matt. Thank you. Father Matt, not only are we excited that you are in the Vocation Office, but we are thrilled to have you on the show this morning. Uh, Father Matt, I just wanted to ask, you know, it's time flies, and it's hard to believe that you are already a priest for almost three years. Uh, could you tell us just a little bit about what, what has that experience been like for these last years? Yeah, well, I, um, I got ordained uh, before the pandemic uh, began, so I had a little bit of time in the parish before then, and then the pandemic hit, so probably two-thirds of my experience as a priest has been during the coronavirus, which has been an interesting uh, journey. Uh, but there's a lot of, there's been a lot of blessings. Um, a lot of people returning to the faith. Uh, it's been a beautiful experience as a priest in general to celebrate the sacraments, to see people freed from the weight of their sin in confession and celebrating mass. There, there's just so many beautiful encounters that I've had with people. Um, and entering into their lives and walking with them and leading them closer to the Lord. So I think generally those have been a beautiful experience. And in particular during the pandemic, um, there were a lot of people that um, were really struggling, right? And um, it was a beautiful opportunity to be a priest for them during that time. I, I know the pandemic has been a challenge for all of us. How would you say you were able to reach out to your parishioners, especially when when our churches were closed, when we were at the height of the pandemic, how were you able to stay connected? Yeah, I think first was availability because a lot of people would reach out to us. Also, we did a thing at our parish where we called parishioners, you know, to check in on them. Um, we also occasionally had the church open uh, just for people to come and pray. So again, it was, it was all about availability, being open at the parish. Um, and again, I'm a priest at Our Lady of the Fields. You know, so at Early of the Fields, we we have a beautiful grounds as well. So people would come and uh, walk around the grounds, come to the cemetery. So it was a great opportunity uh, just to be available in a different type of way because there wasn't as much going on at the parish. But as a priest, we were kind of called to be available. And yeah, again, in a different type of way that was kind of separate from the routine activities that often happen in parish life. Sure. No, I think that makes a, a lot of sense. And maybe this next question isn't fair. You, you mentioned, um, you know, the word routine. And certainly I don't know that any part of your priesthood has been routine <laughs> in everything that, you know, has happened over these last three years. Um, but as you look back over this time, can you talk to us about what were some of the greatest joys that you experienced, both those that you expected 
those that you were longing for during uh, seminary formation, but also maybe some unexpected joys that, that you um, didn't ever think would be part of your experience as a priest? Yeah, I think one of the unexpected joys was being able to do the things that priests do, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I in seminary, it's it's hard to really fully understand the experience of celebrating the sacraments, right? So I think one of the unexpected joys is just is experiencing how the Lord is, has worked through me. And I, and I believe he has just in the way people have responded to me, even in days when I'm not like feeling off or I'm, uh, you know, not really my best, but the Lord still works and still works through me to impact others. I think that's an unexpected joy. It's also something I was hoping for because I'm not a perfect person. Um, but I also think, I think something that I desired greatly was to just walk with people and to bring them closer to the Lord uh, in a very generic way. But um, just being able to do that through the sacramental life of the church. I know I keep coming back to the sacraments, but just the profound experience of, as a priest, and I'm sure you know this, Father Stephen, of you know, celebrating confessions in particular um, and journeying with people in that particular way. It's really humbling to be in the position of receiving what people are saying and through the Lord's work, kind of absolving them of their sins uh, and seeing the freedom that comes with that. So I, I just think that's a very, that's a joy. And that's a moment when I just feel fully like a priest, you know, it's, it's a beautiful moment. No, absolutely. And I agree. I, I think that our experience as priests of the sacraments, they never grow old, uh, especially mm-hmm. the sacrament of reconciliation, where whether we're meeting with someone that goes to confession every week or someone that hasn't been to the sacrament, in 40 years, it's always a, a very powerful moment. Um, Father Matt, one thing that I would say that is definitely a notable characteristic of your priesthood, and a person only needs to meet you for one second to pick this up, is that you're a very joyful priest. Um, what's your secret to being so joyful each day? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think one is uh, recognizing my humanity. Um, recognizing that I'm trying my best to pursue holiness, but um, I'm a human being. So in a sense, kind of resting in the reality of who I am, obviously allowing the Lord to um, challenge me to grow consistently, right? But that's part of it. So recognizing my humanity. The other part is just continuously pursuing the Lord and in prayer and again, offering, I try to offer my life to him in a way that's kind of submitting just everything I right. So my mistakes, my thing, the things that I do wrong, the things that I do seemingly well. And by fruit of that, it, it, it brings me joy because it, by deepening in trust and dependence of the Lord, it lessens uh, the pressure that I put on myself. So I, I guess that does that kind of make sense? It does. No, um, uh, and I guess a follow-up to that is, uh, and maybe you're thinking, why, why am I asking this question since the work that I do and the work that you're beginning is to encourage um, vocations and in particular mm-hmm. to encourage young men to be priests. But what would you say are the greatest challenges that you've experienced as a priest? What, what, um, what challenges that joy that you work so hard to maintain? Yeah, so I think um, another thing about the joy really quick that does connect to a challenge is 
I try to focus on the people in front of me, right? So I don't typically get frustrated at institutions or structures or anything like that, right? Or the country or, you know, all, all these things. I, I just try to focus on the particular people, right? So particular people make mistakes, particular people have great gifts, particular people I'm meeting and encountering, right? And in my approach to that, the challenge can be um, that I feel an additional responsibility uh, for people, right? That ultimately can be a challenge in the sense of um, it's challenging to put your full trust in the Lord, that the Lord is truly God and he is the one who will ultimately take care to resolve situations and kind of uh, bring the healing that is needed in certain people's lives, right? Like I can't do that. Um, I think a challenge is kind of the trust and freedom that is needed uh, to be placed in the Lord as a priest when ministering to others, if that makes sense. It does. No, I think that's well said. And it, in a sense, encapsulates, uh, I think, both the, the choice of priesthood, but also balancing them with whatever are the forces that they can try to detract from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Father Matt, I guess my last question for you in this segment is, um, what advice would you give to someone that is is thinking about um, the possibility that maybe the Lord is calling them to a life like yourself or, or mine? I think uh, the first thing is to, uh, well, there's a, there's a whole list of things you can do, but <laughs> um, I think one of the most important things is to remember that discernment is not, and thinking about priesthood is not separate from a pursuit of holiness. Right? I've been kind of reflecting on this a lot, um, personally, just my own personal pursuit of holiness, but I think it's important to recognize that discernment is not separate from holiness. So we pursue holiness in the ways that we grow in prayer, we grow in love with the church. And by fruit of that, that opens us up to how the Lord might be calling us. So I would say that's step one. So why don't we take a little break now? We'll, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Father Matt. We'll hear more about Father Matt's ideas with regards to next steps for discernment. And uh, I'm also very interested to hear Father Matt's uh, vocation story. I'm Father Stephen Roth, and you're listening to Catholic Review Radio. Every child enters the world with limitless potential. Potential of mind. Potential of body. Potential of spirit. If there was only a place where that potential could be nurtured and challenged every day, where the limits of greatness, once unseen, could now be within reach. Catholic Schools Rise Above Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Athletics at Calvert Hall College High School were in a much different place when Lou Eckerl arrived at the Towson School in 1982. Forty years ago, the Cardinals had 21 teams participating in 10 sports, many competing on a hodgepodge of fields that barely had grass with temporary fencing. Today, thanks to Eckerl's guidance, the Cardinals have 40 teams participating in 17 sports, with several competing in a stadium that is the envy of many college programs and on a baseball dime that has won national acclaim. As athletic director and baseball coach, 
Eckrell has been at the forefront as the Cardinals have piled up victories and titles from water polo to volleyball to soccer and lacrosse. Eckerl, who turned 70 in April, is retiring at the end of the 2021-22 academic year after 40 years at Calvert Hall, 22 of them as head baseball coach, and a seven-year stint at the former Cardinal Gibbons School. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. After a two-year hiatus caused by the pandemic, the Baltimore St. Patrick Parade returns to the streets of Charm City this year with a Grand Marshal who has fittingly been in the trenches working to stem the tide of COVID-19. Michael Willis, an administrator at Summit Park Health and Rehabilitation Center in Catonsville, who has been involved in Baltimore's Irish organizations for decades, will lead the parade as it makes its way down Charles Street March 13th. Nursing homes and other long-term care facilities were some of the hardest hit in the early days of the pandemic. While Willis said the situation has improved drastically since then, facilities like his have been extra vigilant to prevent outbreaks and must work under many new regulations, including regular testing of staff, residents, and even visitors. The parishioner of St. Mary of the Mills Church in Laurel is a longtime member of the Hibernian Society of Baltimore and past president of the Baltimore chapter of the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. And a team of workers from Low Blind Memorials in Dundalk spent part of their March 7th restoring 49 vandalized monuments at St. Michael the Archangel Ukrainian Catholic Church Cemetery. The monuments were knocked over February 23rd, the same week Russia invaded Ukraine. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm Kevin Parks. The Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. I'm Father Stephen Roth, and today we're continuing our conversation with Father Matt Himes, who is the Associate Pastor at Our Lady of the Fields, and also the new Associate Vocation Director. Father Matt, welcome back. Thank you. Father, in our last segment, you shared with us the first of what it sounded like some uh, many steps that you would like to suggest to discerners that might feel as though they might be called uh, to con- uh, consider seminary and, and possibly priesthood. Can you expand a little bit more on, on what, you, what you would lay out as a plan for them? Yeah, so I think the first step, as I mentioned earlier, was uh, not disconnecting the notion of discernment or thinking about priesthood from our pursuit of holiness, right? Because we can kind of isolate it in a way that puts all the pressure on us, right, to figure it out. So I think a pursuit of holiness is, you know, growing in union with God, right? So are we praying? Are we reading spiritual reading? 
doing the things that we would do in any vocation to pursue holiness, right? Going to the sacraments. And then by virtue of that, are we um, then in particular bringing the question of the sermon directly to God first, right? And in doing that, we can be more open then when we talk to others, which we should do as well, a spiritual director and even others in our life, like, does this make sense? Like, does this make sense for me? Like, if I'm really desiring it, in a sense, seek some kind of form of validation or clarity from others. Now, others might not be on your side, right? But that's the point of kind of discerning different voices in our life. So who, who is really speaking the truth? And who can I trust to speak the truth about uh, what I'm desiring? And then kind of don't be afraid, right? I think reach out to Father Stephen or myself and we can continue to walk with you uh, to help you kind of make those next steps. If it really is a true desire that's bringing you peace and you believe that's the pathway uh, for you to continue to grow in holiness throughout your life. One thing that you mentioned, Father Matt, that I'd just like to expand upon a bit more is uh, your challenge to not be afraid. And sometimes my sense is I meet with young people across the archdiocese is that when they hear someone like yourself or, or myself, they see us, and not that you and I are ever finished products, we're always working towards growing in holiness, but that we've at least made the commitment to become priests, that they see this great chasm between their own experience of life and this lifelong commitment. Um, so to that end, would you mind sharing a little bit about your own vocation story? How did you get to this point where you are now Father Matt Himes, a, a man that has promised his life to serve the church as a priest? Um, where did your vocation begin and, and how did you get to this point of knowing that the Lord was calling you to be a priest? So I never uh, really thought about priesthood growing up at all. When I went to public school growing up. My dad is not Catholic. My mom is Catholic. I had an, Ital an Italian grandmother who, for those of you who have Italian grandmothers, you know what that's like. They're legit. Um, so she, um, she was very uh, faithful. And yeah, it, I, I went through the normal routine, the normal obligations of what the church asks, right? Receiving the sacraments at certain times, et cetera, et cetera. In high school, I became a little more involved, but I have a hard time remembering particulars about what I learned and how I was formed. And I think that's because I wasn't in a place where I could really open up, open up to the Lord um, and open up to that relationship with him uh, for various different reasons. So I decided to go to college. I went to Mount St. Mary's and there is where I kind of had a reversion. I kind of had a moment where I kind of recognized how the Lord was at work in my life and uh, the beauty of the church. Um, and both of those things were apparent on a retreat that I went on at the Mount and that kind of propelled me into a renewed pursuit of growing in faith. And during my time at the Mount, um, in prayer, you know, as I was trying to grow in prayer, trying to grow in holiness, I was going to daily mass, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Lord placed, placed priesthood deep in my heart, right? And I felt kind of a sense of, well, this is odd because I've never felt, thought about priesthood, but it was a sense of peace uh, that I had not really felt before. So from that point, I kind of was grappling with it uh, my degree was elementary and special ed. What had happened was all along throughout my life, I desired to be in like a helping profession. So I always had a heart for kind of serving others. And I wanted to be a doctor originally. And 
Um, I took, I took biology in high school, my freshman year, and it wasn't um, the most pleasant experience of my life. So I uh, shifted out of science and I decided I was going to do teaching, a similar um, helping, helping profession in a way um, where I could teach young people, inform them. So I got my degree in elementary and special ed. And at the end of college, I really still felt unsettled about that being the right time for me to enter personally, right? I was discerning, I was grappling with things, I was um, going, uh, I was chatting with the chaplain at Mount St. Mary's at the time, Father Brian Nolan, who's a Baltimore priest. And after that, I taught for two years in a Catholic school, and then I entered seminary. So I entered in 2013. But the main point of the sermon, which connects back to Father Stephen's point about being afraid, I got the application, and I stared at it for a few months. Also, I struggled because my parents were struggling with it. My parents were struggling with the reality and what this meant. And, you know, the, they didn't really understand. Priests weren't a part of my life growing up, right, intimately. Um, so I, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know how to handle that um, experience of my parents being that way. Um, so I struggled and I was afraid. Um, so I had to tell myself that I was making, um, and I had to talk to the Lord, obviously, through discernment, that I was really discerning entering seminary. Just get me into the doors of the seminary and kind of trusting the church in that. And then in seminary is the time when we can really heavily discern more intimately if the Lord is truly calling us to be a priest. So I think that distinction is important as well, going back to Father Stephen's point um, about kind of overcoming that fear. It's just taking it one step at a time and trusting the Lord and the church through that process. Well, we're glad you did. Uh, not, I remember you as a seminarian and you had a powerful impact on your brother's seminarians and, and you continue to do so uh, as a parish priest. Uh, Father Matt, I guess flowing from your own vocation story, you're beginning a new position where the Archbishop is asked in a particular way with your work in vocations to focus on the discernment piece um, of our vocation office. Can you share with our listeners some ideas or your impressions of, of what you're thinking as you begin this new ministry? So I'm just going to do whatever you tell me. Now we have So two things I think is general hopes, right? Throughout the diocese is to the archdiocese is to promote a culture of discernment, healthy discernment, and spaces for healthy discernment. So as a result of the culture is creating spaces. Right? A pathway to that is allowing people and helping people to be comfortable, to gain a comfortability of talking about discernment in general, right? but in particular, vocational discernment, and in more particular, vocational discernment for the priesthood. Um, by doing that, my hope is to, you know, be to build relationships, to be present at schools, to be present at parishes. And one of my ideas, some a few of my ideas are just to increase the amount of young adult opportunities, to increase the amount of high school opportunities. And these aren't particular for high schoolers and young adults who are interested in priesthood necessarily, but they're opportunities to talk about the idea of vocation, right? Of what is the Lord actually calling you to do? Who is he calling you to be, to become? And in addition, my hope is to visit parishes, to encourage staff, to encourage pastors, 
uh, the priests at the parish, the deacons, to talk about uh, vocational discernment and feel comfortable walking with young people as they are discerning. Um, I think we can often either walk with young people or people in general. Obviously, there's people of all ages that enter seminary. We can walk with people and kind of have a little of a, a bit of a pressure for them to kind of, you know, we really think they should be priests. So we're going to pressure them into being priests and hope for the best, right? But giving them an opportunity to be free in their discernment and to approach them in a freedom uh, that welcomes the Lord into the picture, basically. Uh, that's a very generic overview, but uh, Father Stephen knows more of the particulars. But um, but yeah, my again, my goal is to build relationships and to help people feel comfortable reaching out to us if they're tr if they truly are thinking about priesthood, or if they know someone who is thinking about it, to increase again, continue to increase, um, as Father Stephen has already done during his time, but continue to increase that comfortability with us um, to be a resource, to be a guide in people's journeys. No, Father Matt, I, I think your answer is perfect, and. I I wish that our conversation uh, could last another hour or so, because I know we have a lot more to cover, but your answer helps to serve as a segue that if people are interested who are listening for more information, whether you're discerning or a parent, um, please visit bemorevocations.org. Again, bemorevocations.org. We can find um, many more details to what Father Matt and I have been talking about. Again, our guest today has been Father Matt Himes, Associate Pastor of Our Lady of the Fields and the newest uh, Associate Vocation Director we're very happy that he's going to be joining us full-time in July. I'm Father Stephen Roth, praying for you, and thanks for listening. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.